0: Howdy y'all chapter 22 of the next gen movement with our guest robin hunuki in this chapter We dive into his story as a professional athlete in the rugby scene to his recent endeavor with his digital marketing agency We talk about the trials and tribulations and we dive into just what it took to make the transition successfully from athlete to entrepreneur Hope you guys enjoy the show Welcome to Next Gen Movement. Our sole mission to empower tomorrow's leaders by harnessing and unleashing collective wisdom, lessons, and experiences of thought leaders within the community.
1: All right. So, welcome to Chapter Twenty Two of the Next Gen Movement. Today, we are absolutely thrilled to have Robin Hunuk um, joining us. So, thanks for your time, Robin. Um, so, a little bit about Robin. Former national rugby league player that moved into a ten-year career within the IT industry. to recently, in 2018, starting his own media company. Um, and and I guess today's chat is going to be surrounded around uh, finding your passion and kind of taking that leap. So, mate, welcome, Robert.
2: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for uh, thanks for having us, Zach and RJ. Pretty okay. uh, pretty excited. Yeah.
1: Excellent. Um so. I've got I'll, I'll jump in first. I guess I'm, I'm super curious. So like obviously playing at a, at a, a super elite level in league um, and I think, you, you know, your bias sort of indicated that that was kind of your dream in terms of playing professional rugby league, am I right?
2: Yeah, correct. Uh, so again, just to clarify as well, the goal was to, to become an NRL player. Unfortunately, yeah. I didn't get to that elite stage, uh, but I was part of the, I guess, the, the squads coming up the youth squads within the Seagulls and um, yep. yeah, the passion around it was was ultimately wanting to be that NRL player.
1: And I guess, so taking that drive, because super competitive, particularly in Sydney, right? Like it's the, the, the difference between the guns growing up and the guys that actually make it, like it's not that much in Correct. terms of because the, the, I had a lot of mates playing, you know, I played footy as ball growing up. But I guess, like, what was it like when you kind of got to that point where mentally you sort of, you, you were at that crossroads, right? Like, I think it, it's always tricky for people that when they're chasing something and it was like, you know, you sort of felt like you weren't going to get there and then had to change direction. Yeah. Um, I think from observation, it's a it's a real struggle for a lot of people. And I guess I want to know, like, the, the headspace, kind of what that internal dialogue looked like for you.
2: Yeah, so I guess initially it'd have to come down to my parents and I guess the foundations and the upbringing that they that they instilled in myself and, I guess, my brothers. Uh, the biggest biggest thing I had was, you know, wanting to, to pursue this path. I had other skill sets around me that I could sort of leverage. But at the time, the, the whole goal and the whole focus was to, yeah, you know, train and and you know, set a pretty rigid routine where you can, you know, see yourself eventually uh, making you know those top tier squads. Um, it wasn't sort of until, and again, this is sort of going back as well. It's just reflecting on, on the, the journey. But you know, going to a sports high school, you know, the intention again, the goal is to making that sport that you're uh, you sort of gone towards. Uh, because I, I I got to sort of that stage where, you know, um. The Seagulls basically didn't want us anymore. And it's just put, putting it out there. Um, I was completely devastated. I just was, I got the letter and I was like, hang on, like that's, you know, my dreams have pretty much vanished. Um, but I'm very grateful for, for the way the old man sort of reacted. As opposed to, you know, sort of dwelling on it, he went straight away and he got in touch with uh, another renowned high school, a sports high school, uh, Westfield Sports. And, um, and yeah, they just said, you know, come down, uh, check out the training, we'll get you in and, and basically see what we can do for you because I was young enough to go back to year 12, um, that was sort of the route in which I went down. You know, other than the Seagulls, you know, it could be other NRL teams that um, uh, could look at um, uh, that school. So, obviously, there's a few key NRL players that have come from there, Jared Hayden and the like, uh, Tony Williams. Uh, yeah, so many key um, uh, key individual sports stars. Like, it's, it's the obvious choice to make. I um, at the time, I had no idea. I was like, you know... I've no idea what I want to do, but again, because of the guidance of the old man, it was pretty much, okay, made the call. We're going to get you out to uh, Westfield Sports High um, in 2007. Uh, you finished in 2006, and uh, yeah, you have been in front of some pretty, pretty important people there. Um, but behind that as well, I was always invested in, in technology. I love the, the IT space. I love you know the internet and how it's able to basically you know, provide a lot more of the information out there to anyone and everyone, rather than sort of going through certain silos where beforehand it used to be the universities or sort of schooling um, places, which you know, held that information. We've got that all at, at our fingertips. So, yeah, again, whilst I was pitching football, um, I always had a fascination around technology, internet and stuff like that. So,
0: yeah. Just, just on that, Robin, I think it, it was actually going to be, a topic that I was gonna to touch on in regards to your your upbringing and what and how your parents brought you up because I think that mm. it's, you know, to, to become elite in anything to one degree, I think you need to really over-identify with that subject matter. But I always think the danger with over-identification is if it actually falls over, then you're left with no identity, mm. right? Yeah. So, you know, whenever you invest yourself into something to the extent that you eat, breathe, sleep, and shit it, and then you literally build your identity around it. There is always a danger if that doesn't come out to or doesn't come up to fruition, right? Yeah. Then, okay, well, who am I? Did you go through this process of who am I?
2: Yeah, um, absolutely. And again, it was more more upon reflection, you know, after that that space. So. Yeah. Um. Again, whilst I was in it, and like what you were saying before, because you eat, breathe, uh, and do everything surrounding it, like you've got these blinkers on. Mm. Um. And yeah, again, the the whole tech side of things uh, was was that sort of space. You know, like um. Although that the original goal that I wanted to do was become an an NRL football player, uh, didn't come into fruition. You know, what other skill sets did I have? I mean, just that creative aspect. Um. Mm. And again, this is this is. Me sort of going blind. I have to give a lot of credit to my parents,
0: mm. uh,
2: the old man who's obviously um, yeah you know, pushed me down this route. Everyone else wanted to become a PT. Uh, yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah,
2: specifically to do with sport. If they don't make it in that, that mm-hmm. role you know what's the next thing you do? Fitness. Yeah, that's right. Uh, diversity uh, with re- yeah with regards to physiotherapy. So, um, I I was about to go down that route, but the old man pulled my basically pulled my ear and said, mate, nah, you're not going down that route. You're good with this stuff with the, the keyboard and everything. So, um, so yeah, that's again, the only,
0: it's, it's all upon reflection. Um, yeah. I, I think, I think just to dovetail into that, I think that, I think the unique individual when they are pursuing anything at an elite level, they can operate on an elite level functionally but they're able to then transfer the underlying attributes into other spaces and i think that's what cre- is the difference between like an elite human an elite and versus an elite performer in a segment an elite yeah. human can pivot and transfer those attributes out of that function and into different areas. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The discipline as an example. A lot of the things that you take, you know, when you, when you're striving for such goal, you take that into the next phase or into the next, yeah, space, mm-hmm. which is what, yeah, which is what happened with the, uh, the next chapter, which is diving into to the IT space, um, really getting to understand technology. And then, yeah, so
1: that's- Yeah, um, no, that's good. Okay, and, and so, so you, you finished at Westfield Sports, year 12, and then did you move into IT straight away?
2: And, oh, sorry. Um, what had happened was that um, there, was, there was a specific game that we we're playing. It was actually at Brookfall Oval, uh, where you had some key individuals from NRL clubs um, just sort of betting that, that game. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, what had happened was you know, everything was leading up. Uh, the training was good. The school was good. Yeah, everything was was moving forward. And then just an unfortunate period where you know, someone close to us had um, unfortunately passed away. So at that moment, I yeah, it was just a no-brainer. Headed back to New Zealand where the family was and, and sort of missed that opportunity there. Uh, I guess the question was, you know, what, what in my mind was, was going on with regards to, again, missing out on an opportunity here with an NRL team, uh, going to Westfield Sports High specifically, to be in front of these specific scouts, um, you know, What's what's the universe trying to say? What, what's you know what's fate trying to, for lack of a better phrase, trying to um, yeah, sort of push towards me. So, yeah, from Westfield, uh, I decided to you know that's that's ultimately it. Um, why not try and yeah, really pursue this technology space? Why not use this other passion that you have to um, yeah, to really make a name for yourself. So from there, um, I was still playing junior football here on the Northern Beaches, but um, as I was diving a lot more into the career of, of technology, I broke my leg and um, dislocated my ankle, just basically at uh, football. So again, another sort of indicator that says, you yeah, know, football's not for you. Like, well, why are you still pursuing this sport? Uh, so then that gave me a lot more time, obviously, to, to spend and invest in this this tech space and um yeah, you know, for about a period of four to five years, I was really, really uh, sort of engulfed in, in and again, speaking on what RJ was saying about those traits that you take or the attributes, um, you know, the discipline around learning your space, your, 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 your craft, uh, you know, continuously learning about the industry in itself. So, you know, attending specific events based with the company that I was with, um, you know, I was slowly but surely just making sure that number one, again, the competitiveness, you know, I become the best in that, in that, that company and number two just wanted to be able to just, just to sponge up as much information as I can back in high school I was I had I, I think I had a close to a mystery mark for my uh, HSC um, it just it wasn't for me um, and when I went to the Westfields as well again that, that whole academic side just wasn't for me I mean I had to hit certain levels to you know, pursue and play the, the game of rugby league but it just it was an inconvenience yeah. Um, I guess looking back on it and reflecting on it, if I can compare, you know, again, this is just my story um, dictating on, you know, everyone else and, and how they operate. But for me, uh, what I purely love, which is technology in itself and, and again, opening up into more of a, a niche space uh, and marketing and advertising specifically for businesses, like I can read books to, to, yeah, forever. But if it's to do with, you know, things that I'm not interested in, then, you know, books correlate to sleep for me, especially when I was growing up with mum yeah. reading to us. So, yeah, again, sort of a long-winded way around. After really pursuing that, I thought, you know what, why not jump back into rugby league again? And, again, I didn't learn my lesson for the first time. So this is yeah, four or five years in the IT industry. I um, started playing football again on the beaches, and then I was fortunate to, uh, to get sort of a call-up from the national squad as well, national being... Uh, the new a rugby league team and um, it was always a goal of mine especially when I was younger to you know pursue try and have some connection with my heritage and uh, being able to, to to facilitate that over the couple of year periods where I was able to play with them um, that to me is a lot a lot bigger and a lot more uh, fulfilling than playing NRL and entertaining you know the the crowds there the the ability to step out in front of, I don't know, maybe a hundred people who was watching the games who we were playing for New Air. Um and seeing most importantly my parents, mum and dad are really proud on on um yeah, ticking off that goal, so to speak. Uh yeah, that's um uh yeah, nothing nothing beats that. Mm. Nothing beats that at all. So uh yeah, that's that's the the long and the short of my rugby league career. Um it's always good to to reflect on that. But sorry. Rugby league finished for me officially after I did my knee, after playing a New A game. So again, whether it be the universal fate saying mate, rugby league is not your go, uh, it told me in uh, 15. So yeah, that's that journey. And
1: I guess um, you know in that in that mate, congrats as well because I can tell. Like I don't know if you noticed, know, RJ, but your whole like demeanour changed when you started talking about putting on the jersey for new Age. like mm. i can see how proud you are in your in your face mate so it's yeah it's thanks. a phenomenal but um mate i want to touch on like you you reference kind of the universe and fate a couple of times like um you know I'm, I'm pretty spiritual and a big believer that everything happens for a reason is that kind of like a guiding light for you throughout life
2: yeah absolutely um yeah 100 percent. and within the i guess the new Age community and just island of pacific islands you know christianity is huge it's, it's massive. Um, for me, though, Christianity wasn't, it isn't for me. I mean, I could change my mind down the track, but when you speak about spirituality, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is, is the universe. Um, I learned a lot about the universal laws as well, law of vibration, law of, um, law of attraction, obviously, uh, law of polarity. And that's what I resonate with. I, um, I, I feel like you know, that has a lot more – I can see some evidence of that um, with I guess Christianity and again I'm not putting any religion down, but it's more um, yeah I think more of my logic side or just where things can't necessarily be proven um again, sort of hypocritical hence me going for the universe, but um yeah, I just resonate a lot more with with the universal laws and and yeah having myself as the someone who dictates you know what I want
0: yeah I'm a pagan too, bro don't worry about it.
2: Yeah, yeah, but hey, again, as much information as I can as I can consume about you know anything life. I mean, I'm reading a current book at the moment called "Reality Transurfing," and it's by um, a Russian, uh, uh Zeeland, and he speaks about life philosophies uh, very similar to the, the universal laws. Um, but he doesn't say it as the universal laws. Mm. He speaks about alternate um, uh, alternate spaces or lifelines that we can choose to have. Mm. Universe being the center of, or sorry, you being the center of the universe, because it's infinite. There's infinite amount of surroundings. Uh, but again, I don't want to ruin that book because I'm probably not doing
0: it justice anyway. No, 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 you're not, mate. It, it, it's a, it's great to get insights into who you are and your philosophies. And I was checking out one of your blogs, and uh, I think it was a video where you were announcing. I think five or six months ago, there was kind of a. a this this video you did where you, I think you went off the grid for a while and you were doing a vlog or uh, on, on kind of what you were doing and where you were at. And you had hinted to the fact that you had gone out and connected with nature. And yeah. th- that's something that I wanted to expand on. Can you give us some insight into what that time was about, what you actually went and did?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this is on me basically pursuing the, the current role I'm in at the moment. Yeah. Um, uh, beforehand, I was, I was working for a well-established IT company here, and I knew that the day was coming where I could provide a lot more value service to, I guess, community rather than sort of sit in a stable job uh, that's safe and secure. Um, but I guess hitting glass ceilings, <clears throat> I was just providing as much as I can to the, the team that I was managing at the time and the clients that we had. but i just knew i could do a lot more so what had happened was uh, at the end of last year 2018 i said you know what that's that's it i'm going to pursue my own destiny i guess whatever you want to call it and start my own business and uh, between that time of working for someone and actually starting my own business um a, a mentor of mine his name is phil he um told me you know connect with nature. The best thing to do is to spend a couple of days. So I went to Scotland Island up on uh, on the beaches here and it's um, yeah, it's basically, there's no, uh, there's no shops. Uh, there's actually no cars um, that that's continuously going around. It's just you and nature. So it's only a couple of minutes away from um, the motherland, but I was really been, I was able to really focus in on number one, what I wanted to achieve. Number two, the goals that I needed to set uh, and number three, you know, been able to take action. So uh had I've gone from that particular job straight into straight into my own business, I feel like there's a few things that I, I could have brought along with me, a lot more of the angst, a lot more of the just, just a lot of the crap that came along. Mm. Because I stopped, reflected, and just thought, okay, things that you know did really, really well, I brought it across and implemented it into my business. Things that I found that just wasn't working, whether it to be to do with myself or things that I found with um other businesses, uh, I could sort of just acknowledge it, but just leave it in the past and uh, and yeah, that was the best bit of advice I could ever have in terms of starting my business because I started on a clean slate and um yeah there's there's a few stories that I had on the island as well, just three days of of reflecting, but also waking up at four o'clock in the morning being annoyed by a a mosquito Mm -hmm. to then pull the blankets off and just look up and right in front of me was, you know, the moon and and just, it was huge. Took up the whole, um, the whole window itself. So uh, I took that as a sign. I thought, you know, something is telling me to go down this path. I've got this amazing space. I'm in, I'm grateful. Uh, But yeah, I guess more on the the back end, I didn't really have too much to, to go off. Like I had only several thousand dollars in savings. Mm-hmm. I see how where I live here. I need to maintain, like, maintain my um my my, my living expenses. Mm-hmm. So I really had to go out there and work and, and bring on clients. So, um, again, just to touch back on what you were saying, RJ, like that experience between uh, quitting my job and starting a new job, that in between was, was was so beneficial, and I'm so thankful for being told to uh to do that.
0: I kind of wish we had Paris on the call, Zach. Uh, Paris is part of our next gen movement and she is the feminine voice within the crew and she has her own branding company in Melbourne. Um, in fact, they did, uh, her company did the rebrand for my company, my, my, my day job company. So nice. it's an interesting having her on the call because you guys speak the same language. And something I, I just realized, uh, having you on the call and something I think I want to bring to light and ask you about, I've just realized, I mean, I'm, I I know the digital marketing scene pretty well here in Australia, but I just realized that you're one of the few people of ethnic descent that I've actually seen running a firm in Australia. Have you, is is that your take on kind of the industry? Because yeah, I haven't seen it,
2: <laughs> which is kind of cool. Well, I think the biggest thing is, again, just um, I'm so grateful for my parents who you know, got mm-hmm. me lessons early within the IT space mm. identified that um, social media is playing a huge role, you know, in businesses or just in general of mm. the attention now is obviously, you know, in front of the devices, my mobile phone, which is um, in my room and, uh, and as well my laptop, but you know, th- that's where the attention is going and there's a few things that have shifted and changed over the last um, month or so, but I'll get into that later. But I-, I feel like the Australian market specifically and my mentor within the digital marketing niche and space, is based in london so um so a lot of the the things that we're doing for our clients currently seems to be at least you know 12 to 18 months ahead of the the pack just more or less because you know a lot more of the the uh, i guess just 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 way that i guess works in london
0: dubai you know new york it's faster a bit. market bigger market faster market
2: yeah exactly exactly and um yeah just find like it's just in general, we're a bit slower, so when we come out with these these strategies, you know one or two of them, um, they work phenomenally for our clients, so um, yeah, and I, I do seem to be the only new aim <laughs> or at least Pacific islander within this space, but I know there's a lot of islanders who are starting to you know get out of their comfort zone and produce a lot more content on YouTube, so who knows they might um identify as being
1: um, yeah
2: savvy with social media yeah providing it as a service or it's a business, yeah.
1: Well, and, and I mean, in terms of, so like the, the biggest thing there, and, and you sort of answer the question somewhat in terms of like the, the, the time you took off to kind of really reflect and meditate on the next, what the next kind of chapter looked like for you. Yeah. I think there's so many people out there that um, have a burning desire to do something, but fear holds them back. Yeah, uh, would, like, would you agree with that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hundred. I mean, that's why I didn't jump earlier, because I, I I feared that I I wouldn't be able to to you know cover my bills or cover the the expenses I had. Um, it was only until like a certain dissatisfaction you have where you really start to go, you know what? Stuff it. Like, I'm gonna make it work.
1: Yeah, like that that whole burn the boats philosophy kind of thing. Like, I I love that, right? Like, but I I think like it's it's so interesting from my point of view because. I think there's, um, like, it's it's really difficult. I, I would imagine to kind of be in that because the fears you've got are kind of real fears, right? Like in terms of, Absolutely, you know, yeah. not being able to pay rent, not being able to live like groceries. You've still got subscriptions, like your lifestyle that you've got to kind of live. Yeah. Um, yeah. but obviously you've got this burning desire that you're not quite happy. Was there a lag period in terms of that change? Like, or or did did it happen? Like, I know you sort of studied a lot of the laws and stuff, so I can assume that that would have helped you a lot in terms of kind of attracting clients into into your space. But was there, like, how how long do you think that period took between kind of diving in to when you're like, wow, we can actually see this working?
2: Well, yeah, like, like, good question because I, actually my very first client was a client that I met at a, at a self-development course that I was attending, um, uh, which was in September, September 2018. I quit my job in uh, December 2018. So that, my, that period there, we talk about the law of attraction, right? I was The intention was to learn a lot more about how I can build my business, how I can you know, be able to suffice with you know, whatever I needed to do. Um, and again, because I was at that conference, he was looking for a digital marketer. And he had a few digital marketers uh, throughout that um, that weekend just give him advice and just, it wasn't resonating with him. So until we caught up and funny, he was literally two seats away from me. I said, you know, this is what I've been able to, to let me have a look. And so what had happened was I, I went through his ad campaign and I thought, hang on, we can target it this way. We can, we can you know, resonate a lot more with the actual uh, audience set that you want down this path. And it was like, I, I like so many other people were going down different routes like I really like love what you did so then we we got speaking and um it's very fortunate to uh, sign him up as, as my very first client and this was all happening in the moment of me being just satisfied at work and you know trying to write out my resignation letter and so um I, I yeah just again like the, the ability to understand that things happen uh, for a reason burning the boat so to, so to speak I said I'm going to Quit my job. That's it. But for whatever reason, subconsciously, I may have started to attract, you know, clients like, um, uh, like I like the one down in Melbourne that I've got, and and yeah, started to take
0: a, um, I guess, a bit of momentum from there. And and um, just to change tact a little bit, I know <clears throat> Zach. I was I was busting Zach's guts because I was like. You need to get Robin's emails. I'm a bit of a Taskmaster, and I was like, I want the invites in. And he goes, Yeah, man. He goes, I've been talking to Robin, but Robin doesn't keep his phone in the room where he's working. And 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 uh, <laughs> do you, I, I, you know? And then I started to get a bit of a feel as to kind of who you are, and I'm I'm a bit like that too. I I kind of follow some of David Goggins' philosophies on distraction mm-hmm. and and kind of how I manage because I get distracted very easy. So just wanted to, to, to dive into that a little bit. Give me, give me some understanding around what your, uh, your views are on managing information overload and, and I guess yeah, really. all the technology distractions.
2: Well, I mean, just to provide a bit of context, I was the person who you know, would, would always you know, answer the, the messages. As soon as a notification comes on, I'd, I'd change tact and, and my, my focus would be on that. I mean, look at my social media. It's, you know, the content I've been putting out there. I feel if I'm putting out content, when am I going to have time for my clients? And again, I can't take any credit for this. This is something that I've learned from Sam ovens and as well, my mentor, Iman, um, guys are within the digital marketing space. These guys speak a hell of a lot about focus. And, you know, if we have 10 items that we're doing and we, you know, give our attention to it. We're only giving 10%, so to speak. But if we really focus in on, on you know, that one task and give 100%, um, you know, that's that's sort of the mindset shift that I had. If I'm giving all this content out for my clients, uh, sorry, not for my clients, but for, for the audience that I look towards, um, you know, what am I going to have time for my clients? So with that shift, I said, you know what, I'm going to take these practices that I've learned, um, even minimalism to a degree, you know, I only, only wear two types of shirts, whether it be this one or a gray shirt, decision uh, fatigue. Yeah, correct, decision fatigue. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the purpose of the phone being in um in my room is I, I if I get distracted, you know, it's going to take me, yeah, at least 20 minutes to get back into the sheer focus that I need for my clients. So.
0: Are you are you a follower of flow? Have I you heard, have, have you heard uh have you I'll give you recommend uh there's a gentleman by the name of Stephen Kotler. We're actually trying to get him on the show and he's all right. Yeah written some books um a couple off the top of my head the rise of superman and the other one is stealing fire and and his whole thing is this concept of flow um he was initially a journalist that covered extreme sports like base jumpers and you know sports where you could lose your life yeah and he uncovered that these people weren't adrenaline junkies they were flow junkies and his whole thing is taking that flow and how do we then incorporate it into everyday life without having to risk our life? Yeah, right. It's pretty cool content, but it's along the lines of what you're talking about. Well, I mean,
2: I've just written down the two books that you've um, recommended, so I'll definitely uh, look into it. I, I do have an audio book um, which is called Flow, but I'm, I'm not too sure of the, the actual um, author.
0: The, the, the original guy coined it was his name was like Mihai Checkson Mihai or something Mihai Checkson. Yeah, it's a long name. Yeah, 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 yeah. he he coined the, the terminology back in the day, and now there's been a lot of work kind of unpacking his. Uh, so.
2: Yeah. Oh right, okay. Yeah. You go, you
1: These guys take the piss. <laughs> God, <it's> God. <laughs> no, Did why, you like, you like about you. it? Sorry.
2: Oh no, just just the, I guess the way the, the framework—it's it's brilliant. It's mm. yeah, not too serious. It's yeah, it yeah. Was, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Perfect, Robert. Like I, I guess, um, man, I just want to take this opportunity to say thank you. Like I've learned, it's been awesome to sort of learn a little bit about um, you and and your kind of your past, and and I can just talking to you, man, I can see how. Um, you know, much of an influence your parents have had on your success and kind of building those resilient kind of morals, um, and you know, I can I can just see it's like the trajectory is just sky high for you. I mean, what does kind of the next five years look like for Robin?
2: Uh, yeah, very good question. So the the impact that I want to have specifically for not only Newer but the Pacific Islands is key. Um, I've got goals uh, that are written literally just there um, I want to have a scholarship under my parents name um, mm-hmm. you know just being able to, to give back to the island and you know just there's so many so much potential within our uh, island and again this isn't just uh, newer you know Fiji Tonga Samoa, Cook islands yeah you know, a whole lot of them just to go you yeah. know what they don't necessarily have to be in Australia or New Zealand to have access to a, a lot of the, the education and information um, with the way that the internet's going you know, this information can be readily available to them um, you know, within the next maybe a year or so. So being able to facilitate that and be part of that, that's driving a lot of where I'll be in the next five years. Um, look, again, the digital marketing agency is something that's, you know, the, the value spe- specifically in this field is, is you know untouched. There's so much um, businesses out there that need our help. So again, um, I'll be driving a lot more of my agency, and education platform about that as well. So specifically uh, I've got, I've got key you know, figures and numbers that have written, written around me at the moments. Uh, but yeah, a lot more of the fulfilling things is being a voice
0: for, um, for the Pacific islands. Fantastic. And, and Robin, we ask every guest on our show uh, this one question. So we're going to ask you the question. If you had one piece of game changing advice for the next generation, what would that be? Ooh, look at him, look at him, look at him, look at him, he's got Listen, <laughs> a ple- Like just a whole heap of plethora
2: of ideas just that just went. The the biggest one I have is understand yourself. Know thyself. Yeah. Just really get to know yourself. And it may take, you know, a year, it may take you ten years. But once you really truly understand who you are and what you're about, um, that impact you can have or whatever goals that you set is the, the foundation's already laid out. So yeah, know yourself.
0: Well, thank you so much, Robin. Man, really appreciate it. Personally, what I'll, I'm, I'm going to connect with you offline. It's been really, um, it's been really great to meet you and to see where you've come from, and to see you pivot, pivot so effectively. You're uh, an inspirational young man,
1: and just your awareness that you've got, like, around having, um, you know, being able to recognize the the, the, the patterns and the 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 universe kind of sending you messages in terms of you know which route to take like I don't I, I don't think a lot of people can do that. Um so man I commend you. No,
2: I appreciate it. And again just want to say as well um like what you guys are doing with this space is is phenomenal. I think you know the key guys that you've already had on this podcast is um you know very inspirational and you know a lot of values uh, to this so again just want to thank you guys for you know having us on board or even just yeah you know, considering us to come and have a chat with you guys. So thank you.
0: No problem, brother. We really hope that you enjoyed chapter 22 of the Next Gen Movement with Robin Hanuki. The chapter really highlighted that you can leverage whatever skills, attributes, and knowledge you have in one particular sector, and you can then reapply that into a new endeavor. It's all about having a growth mindset and being open to change and not over identifying with one function, realizing that you can pivot and you can change tact at any given point, leveraging your accumulated knowledge and assets that you've gained over the tenure of your life. Hope you guys enjoyed this show.